Hey guys, this is Table Talks with the Tares, an inside look at the everyday conversations we have at the table. I'm MJ. I'm Ash. And today, I'm pretty excited about this episode because it was a listener question that we're answering. Yeah. And um, we're taking some time to unpack the question that they asked of what it's like to go from one to two kids. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we're letting a principal guide the way we're answering this question Yep. in that um, you know, what we experience isn't necessarily what you're going to experience, but hopefully you pick up one or two things along the way. And so one of the things I wanted to mention is it's so cool that we get to answer that question because, you know, it's just like, wow, somebody's actually listening to this thing. And so uh, that's an open invitation too, for anybody else is that, you know, if you have a question for us, let us know if you have one. Um, because we would love to hear from you. And if we are able to answer it, we will do our best to try and answer it. Mm-hmm. So here's our episode directly in response to a question that's been asked of us. Hope you enjoy. Okay, so today we want to talk about a question that we were actually asked by one of our listeners, which is super exciting. Yeah. Because it's cool to know that People are actually listening to this. Yeah. And that it's not just you and I putting microphones in front of our faces and shipping it out into the internet, into the big nothing. And right. so uh, this is, we're going to take some time to, today to specifically address a question one of our listeners had, and it was in the world of parenting. Right. Specifically in parenting and, you know. You know who you are. This one's for you. Yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> And so um, I think this is going off of one of the things that we have a lot of interest in talking about with expectation versus reality. Mm -hmm. And really the principle in this one is also that be careful about letting what is descriptive of other people's experiences become prescriptive of yours. Yeah. The question specifically was what was the transition like going from one child to having two children now. Yeah. And so we're going to take some time to unpack that. Mm -hmm. And really the backdrop that we want to disclaim as we go through this story is that this is a description of our experience and that you shouldn't let it be prescriptive of what you're going to or should do as a parent or really in any aspect Mm -hmm. as a leader um, in relationships, yeah. what you hear of others, you should discern and decide the principles that come out of it that you should apply. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily something you should step through step by step. This is not a how to, right? And then it requires more unpacking, more critical thinking. Right. Because the only how to I could ever give anyone, another parent, is specific for my two children. Right. <laughs> so it's, you know, being married to me. Right. As their dad. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, it's an instruction manual for one. That's right. <laughs> I wish I could have just written that before I had them, you know, that would have been nice. But yeah, <laughs> it's on the job training. That's right. Yeah. So the question is, how do you go from one to two? And I think before we want to go there, we want to try and really just walk through how we go from zero to one. Yeah. The unique circumstances that where they were in place yep. when we did have our first. And so I'll let you take it away, babe. 
I think the first thing to keep in mind, or I guess like the, the first thing that was unique to our experience is that we had our first child at the onset of COVID. And so I don't even know if this is an accurate portrayal to other people's experiences of going right. from zero to one. This is very specific to people who became parents during COVID. And what's interesting too that with that is that we're never going to hopefully experience becoming or bringing a newborn home in a world that was hit by COVID. And so it's even unique in our own lifetime, hopefully, yeah. assuming we don't get another pandemic Yeah. in the circumstances that we experienced when we brought Evie home yeah. from the hospital. So. It was like two weeks before everything shut down. So yeah, it was a strange time in the world, but I think that there are some universal things to first-time parents. And as I've had time to process what my first-time experience was like, even in hearing from friends who have recently had children. This is pre-COVID No, parents? like today. Okay. When I have friends who have children. Yeah. I, I wasn't even really aware of the specific COVID things until I started seeing my friends. Like what? Have children and see them out and about very quickly within, you know, weeks or a few months of having their child. And I remember feeling the first time I looked at a friend and was like, wow, that's amazing that you are out and about. And I realized it took me in my mind. I was like, man, I feel like it took me like a year to get out with yeah. my kid. How I can't you, believe you're out. And how do you make it so easy? Yeah. Like, Oh my goodness. And then I realized, wow, I literally couldn't go out because everything was shut down. So it wasn't just a me thing. I put it on myself in that moment of, wow, this took me like a year to figure out how to be a mom. And you were like rocking it. Go you, you know? And then after I processed it a little bit, it was just kind of sitting with like, wow, was there something? Why did it take me so long to figure out how to go out with my child? I realized I couldn't for a very, very long time. And even when we could go out, there was so much fear and anxiety, different messaging coming out from medical professionals on what was good for children at that time or not, and how much exposure should they receive and not. And so I realized, wow, my experience was so different, even in postpartum, not being able to go out, not being able to have people come visit, or like we had a period of two weeks-ish Yeah, so our experience was very different having gone through that for the first time in the pandemic. So the universal truth is that, or the universal thing that first-time parents all experience is adjustment, Yeah, is change, is A bit of isolation. A bit of isolation. You know, first few weeks or months of postpartum. Right. And so we just added that layer on top of... The whole world was in isolation with us. Yeah. And so that's what made it, you know, man, I'm hesitant to say it was harder because I think it's hard for anybody that goes through it. Right. And it's just mind-breakingly, fundamentally like mentally shifting. I, I don't know how else to phrase it. And yeah. you hear it all the time, right? From everybody. And we, we heard that too from friends who were parents before we had kids. Mm-hmm. 
and I think it's the shift in like the realities that you are in that you are now responsible for the life, the literal life of another human being who yeah. cannot do anything to care for him or herself. And so t- for me, that was like a philosophical yeah. adjustment that yeah. I've had to make. Meanwhile, having to also change diapers, being help up in with, the night. Yeah, yeah, being up in the middle of the night. And so it's a lot of things you have to go through and that's universally experienced right. for people who become first time parents. Yep. And what was, like you said, unique to us was, there were these other added elements yeah. of isolation and fear and anxiety, worry over EV's developmental milestones and right. that they might be delayed because she couldn't have normal social interaction with people. Or yeah. if we were around other people, it was always where people were wearing masks. And yeah. so I don't know if we've talked about Evie's misdiagnosis before, but that I was think another. we have. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that was there. Yeah. So she had this diagnosis in the midst of this and yeah, it was really hard. So all that to say, going from one to two <laughs> compared to, you know, our second time around compared to our first time around in the middle of COVID yeah. felt night and day different and so much easier in a lot of ways. Yep. I just don't know if everybody would f- necessarily feel that way. Mm-hmm. I think it was just, you know, there were these other added pieces that were also alleviated in that time that made yeah. that experience so much better or maybe easier yeah. to manage in that time. I think it's still kind of crazy how long it took us to come to the realization that the the ease of transition that we saw in parents today yeah. was really just normal. Right. And we had it strangely more challenging to come back to the normal things. Right. Because of how everything was shut down. There right. were no places of, you know, where you could bring your child to like a park or an indoor playground or things like that. Yeah. That are today, you know, just boom, readily normal things. accessible. Yeah. Normal things. Yeah. And for a while, I kind of walked around with this sense of almost failure of and I didn't even recognize it. Yeah. I would just see other mom friends, new mom friends, yeah. experience these things yeah. so early on in their motherhood. And for me that was so delayed yeah. because and and because of that it became difficult to go out and do things because Evie was used to sleeping in her crib only mm-hmm. because we were here in the yeah. house, you know? And yeah. so where, you know, other moms could take their child out and wear them and they would sleep and mm-hmm. it was peaceful and all this stuff. That was not my experience whatsoever. When we right. tried to transition to that after we could be around other people and go places, Evie was a bit more inflexible. And I always thought that was a personality thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that was just because she literally lived the same life for like a year, the first year of her life, you know? And so... yeah. Going in the car, being out during naps and even nursing. I never had to learn the first time around how to nurse in public yeah. and finagle things because right. I was home, you know? And so even things like that, just I would see other moms out and doing the nursing thing and the, you know, toting around and yeah. doing all the things and the napping out and just think, wow, I I really struggled and maybe yeah. it's just me. 
you know, like it was just really hard for me. Yeah. I think we have our own baseline of like, again, I think back to that principle of, you know, letting what is descriptive of others become prescriptive of yours. Right. Well, we had a very different baseline right. of what it was like right. to become parents for the first time. Yeah. And so when we saw things being done with relative ease by other moms, by other dads, yeah. stepping into this role, making it seem like it's not extremely challenging the way you've told me it was going to be in right. some instances with people that we've talked to. Right. It was almost shocking to me. Yeah. And it was also just, it was almost just like, why was it so hard, so hard for, for us? us? Yeah. And yeah. why do you make it look so easy? Yeah. Well, we just had, again, our own experience be shaped by the onset of COVID and right. shifting the way we would, you know, what we would consider to be yeah. normal. I remember having dinner with friends one time and them saying, man, it would be so hard to go through postpartum in the winter when it's daylight savings Yeah, and it's night. It's dark sooner. And yeah. so your period of being awake at night feels so much longer because it's just darker sooner. Yeah. You know, where it's hard to differentiate between the first 12 hours of your day and the second 12 hours anyway in postpartum. Right. It wasn't until someone mentioned that that I was like, wow, that's all. that was also a factor with EV because we were isolated. We were home all the time, but also it was dark all mm -hmm. the time. And I never, for whatever reason, it always... Like I literally think back to those first few months and it, the word that like comes to mind is just dark and it's because it literally was dark literally and we were home dark. all the time. Yeah. And it was very isolating. That was, yeah. that made it really, really hard. Just another reason to ban daylight savings. Is this a good time to start introducing yeah. going from one to two? Yeah, I think so. I think too, like knowing that the background is the way that we have it, uh, is it what what we're going to get into with going from one to two is also different yeah. probably because of what we went into going into our first one. Right. And so I don't know. I'll, I'll let you. Yeah. I think in some ways things were so much easier and yeah. in other ways they were harder for me. Yeah. And so I think the experience of being able to go out almost immediately after yeah. having Jude as a family of four yeah, was so wonderful. Yeah. And I felt like we were crushing it. I was like, we're going out. Like yeah. it's, you know, we just got home from the hospital. We're already going out yeah. to like lunch together. And I feel amazing, yeah. you know? And obviously I didn't feel amazing physically, you know, my body was still very much healing, but yeah. that's not to give like an unrealistic picture of what it was. But I remember just thinking, man, yep. here we are. Yeah. Like this is so different from last time because so, we can actually go do stuff. You know? Yeah. So there's a term called revenge traveling. And it's a term that means traveling as a way of making up for lost time during the p pandemic. Mm. And that's kind of what we were doing. Yeah. We went out like every day. <laughs> yeah. Every day. Just because we could. Yeah. And, and we also had Jude during at the onset of summer. summer. Yeah. And so the weather was just so nice. Yeah. And so I was able to take time off work. Yeah. And we were just like, man, let's, let's hit the road every single day. Yeah. And it definitely was a form of revenge traveling where we were for the first time experiencing things with a newborn that we never got to experience. That we never got to experience yeah. with Evie. And yeah. 
I think also one of the things that made going out easier was the fact that we were already parents and we could tag team. Yes. So we each had one. Right. So just for that time that I was home and I was available, you know, in the sense when you go out as the four of you, it's relatively easier because you've got some of the logistical things learned. You learn those things. Right. Uh, going from zero to, you know, having your first baby. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I definitely yeah. think we did that with going out in terms of revenge traveling, just yeah. going as frequently as we could. For sure. I think a difference there the second time around was that your first time around, or our first time around specifically, I felt like we were both doing everything yeah. for Evie. We did it together. And yeah. when one of us needed a break, they, like they actually, we actually got a break because yeah. there wasn't another child to care for. Right. This second time around, that very much wasn't the case. Yeah. And so nobody really gets a break <laughs> because one of you is always on one of the children. Yeah. And so where we could do things together a lot with yeah. Evie, it was very much a tag team effort in that we were a little bit more separated than before because yeah. you were primarily watching Evie in that time and I was primarily with Jude. Right. And, you know, between you and me, there's definitely areas and facets where one child's easier than the other. We won't out who is the easier one or the <laughs> more challenging one. Yeah. In different in different routines, ways. In different yeah. ways. Evie but, is more independent, so that makes it easy in a lot yeah. of instances. She's also more emotionally complex at this point in her development. Right. And as a newborn, Jude had like three basic needs. Feed right. him, change him, make sure he's comfortable. Right. And so there's different ways that you can kind of budget the level of difficulty. And you get a sense of that becoming parents for the second time as right. to what areas are more challenging than others. And depending on how much like, you know, I'm thinking about almost like a video game, how many health points you have left over yeah. between you and your spouse. <laughs> yeah. Like what... What, what battle can you engage in right. and, and survive it? Yeah. It makes it sound like it's terrible, but it's really just like in budgeting, how do you stay reasonable right. and not, you know, not lose Both it? Both burn out, right. Yeah. Yep, yep. And so there's ways that you can, I think, even though it's harder because you can't tap out and somebody else sub in for you, Yeah. you do also within that harder having to go from one to two, can start to sense the areas where it like it ebbs and flows yeah, in for sure. what's more challenging, what's easier, yeah. who's the one that you can, you know, who's the one that's easier to take care of during this time or this specific routine, like going to bed or eating food or, you know, going outside. And so you learn to navigate through that, even though it is, you know, definitely harder than having the ability to say, Hey, can you take her yeah. for a little bit and you can just chill. Right. What would you say was maybe the biggest difference for you this time going from one to two in your role, like as dad? Yeah, I think what's strange about it is that because the because of the fact that I was already a dad, which was probably one of the largest adjustments I've had to make. Yeah. Going from zero to one. Yep. It was relatively easier for me particularly because a lot of my daily things were largely preserved after yeah. we went our mm -hmm. revenge travel <laughs> yeah. ways, you know, w w once we did all of that. 
And so, you know, after the time we had, which I don't know exactly how much time I had, but after I returned back to work, it was the regular things for me. Yeah. And so I knew that with the newborn, there were these things that we had to do mm-hmm. at night yep. to, you know, just take care of him throughout the night. Yeah. But those weren't mysterious things anymore. Right. And so we, you and I just stepped through it. I mean, we were like machines. Yeah. Where you knew exactly what to do. The moment he fussed, we boom, boom, boom. Like it was, everything was just, we, we hardly even had to talk to each other. Yeah. Throughout the night to get him to a place where he could continue sleeping. Right. And so that was super nice. So when it's like, what was, when you asked me what's the hardest thing about going from one to two as a dad, what's going to be tough is that compared to your wife, Yeah, you're probably going to have an easier time yeah. adjusting from one to two because largely, you know, and again, assuming you're going to experience life exactly the same way I am right. experiencing it, right? right? Like right. prescriptive versus descriptive. Yeah. I got my paternity leave. I returned back to work. Yeah. Uh, aside from those things, assuming those are all the same, the changes you're going to experience are, as a dad are going to be way less dramatic yeah. than they are for your mom. Yeah. Again, prescriptive again, right? Right. Versus descriptive, assuming mom stays at home. Yeah. Um, mom, you know, doesn't have work outside of the home. Yeah. And is now left to taking care of both of them. Right. Yeah. With. Which you was know, my situation. Which is what your situation yeah. specifically. And so yeah. I'm assuming this segues into like what was harder for you. Well, I think the difference this time around was that I felt like you were going through the hard with me. Like we were going through the same thing together the first time around because it was hard for both of us. Yes. Like it rocked our world, not, yeah. in, not in a bad way. And I just want to caveat in this moment that when mm-hmm. we talk about the hardship of parenting, parenting generally speaking of parenting in a general sense is very hard. I think if you talk to any parent, they would say parenting is one of the hardest things I've done. However, specifically parenting my children, like my two is the greatest joy of my life. And so while it is hard because it's requiring a level of sacrifice, I've never had to give anybody else. It's requiring freedoms from me. It's requiring a lot of things that push against individualism, just these things that we uphold in our society, you know, it like obliterates those things. My personal freedom, my personal, like the whole you do you, you know, all of those things just completely fall by the wayside when you become a parent because you are literally responsible for somebody else's life. Yeah. And so there's that. So when I say like we went through the hard together and rocked our world, I don't mean that in a negative way. (laughs) I mean that it was hard, but hard doesn't mean negative. Yeah. It was incredibly like being a parent is literally one of the greatest joys of my life. Yeah. But it is also the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And so I just want to caveat that. I think. But. Along with that real quick. Yeah. I think I heard of a study. And if I can find it, I'll put it in the notes. But if not, I'll just put in the notes. This is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But that like studies show that parents are generally uh, less happy, but more satisfied in life. And I think the way they try to unpack that again, man, I could totally be eating my words, is that 
you have less ability to fulfill the things you want to do personally. In the immediate sense, for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a greater sense of purpose and satisfaction in yeah. life as over a parent, the long term. Over the long term. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Hopefully, we find that study because otherwise, that was totally fake news. <laughs> so yeah, I felt like our first time around. Yeah. Both of our worlds were rocked together. Yep. You know, we were going through that change together, and the second time around, I felt literally like nothing changed about your life. And I was also still yes. going through <laughs> yeah. a a massive change in my day, right? Or not not nothing changed in your life. <laughs> your day today, yeah, was seemingly unaffected. Uh, yeah, mine was drastically affected, right? And so I didn't know how to categorize that in a way that still made it feel like we're a team doing this together because your experience was just so different from mine Mm -hmm. and the responsibility that I felt on a day-to-day basis where before, you know, when you sleep when the baby sleeps or have a moment to yourself when your baby is sleeping, that's Mm -hmm. not the case when you have two. Mm -hmm. You have zero moments to yourself in a day. And especially in those first, I would say two to three months, I had zero moments to myself and I very quickly reached a burnout probably two months in yeah i got to a really low point where i was just feeling a number of things (laughs) (laughs) that i've never felt before and it was alarming honestly yeah because it was so hard to reconcile that i'm already a mom and this feels so much easier in so many ways but why is it? But why yeah. am I emotionally struggling with this so much more than I did before, right. even though I've already gone through the massive identity shift, you know? Yeah. And so I think those very specific things that made it harder were more emotional than just the physical. I was used to not sleeping, yeah. you know? I was used to caring for a newborn. So now when he cried, I knew exactly what that meant. And I felt really good about that, confident about being a, his mom. I felt like a seasoned mom, you know, Mm -hmm. whereas with Evie, I always feel like I'm going through things the first time and I'm like, what, what do we do here? Like, I have no idea what I'm doing with this. You know, with Jude, I felt like, wow, I know exactly why you're crying. You're tired. You're hungry. You know, it was just so easy to meet his needs. Mm -hmm. And that made me as a mom feel so much more confident the second time around than the first time. But what I didn't realize were these more nuanced aspects of going from a mom of one to a mom of multiples. Yeah. Um, The first thing being now I have to prioritize whose need I meet first. Yeah. And one of them is left having their need unmet, which probably means a lot of crying, you know? Yeah. And that was very hard emotionally to deal with because now I have to choose. Yeah. Who's the priority here and who can I meet easiest in order to then go meet the other person's need? And we have it pretty like, man, we are so blessed with Evie because she, it took her time to adjust to this. Yeah. But she generally has taken on the role of a bigger sister really well. She's done amazing. And helping and wanting to help him in assisting you wherever uh, she can and is age appropriate. And like, oh, Eve, can you? grab the wipes this and that and she's so helpful to like she's so excited to jump in and help she's incredible when i think that additional having to prioritize whose need you're going to address first yeah and you layer on top of a jealous sibling 
would probably make that exponentially more difficult. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, it's interesting that like there are some things that feel so familiar yet at the same time so foreign. Right. Because I've never experienced that with having another child in the background who's going through tantrum transition, like tantrum developments and meltdowns and experiencing emotions for the first time. Yeah. And so, you know, dealing with a newborn was still so easy, but now adding this layer in the background where I'm trying to nurse the baby and I have a screaming toddler in the background because she doesn't want me to be holding the baby. That was a new experience and, and very stress inducing at times, you know, what would you say would be helpful as a tip? Yeah. In terms of going from one to two, what would you tell somebody? Hypothetically, if we were at. I don't know. That's hard. It's a hard question to answer because there are so many things, but they're all very, again, specific to my situation. And so I think I had expectations in both instances of going, of being a first time mom. And I thought my expectations were much lower the second time around. I think they were more realistic to the reality of having a baby in general. Mm-hmm. It's just that I thought I'm already a mom, so this doesn't feel hard. Like, I don't feel like I don't know what I'm doing this time around. Right. I know how I'm going to have to heal my body. I know how I'm going to have to feed the baby. I yeah. know how we're going to have to handle nighttime feeds. Like, all of these things made sense to me. Right. But what I didn't realize was that I couldn't parent Judah ever. I couldn't mother him ever in the way that I had mothered Evie because I was able to give myself exclusively to her. Mm. Simultaneously, I could no longer parent Evie, mother her in the same way I had up to that point. The way I mothered her had to change and the way I stepped into mothering him had to be different than maybe what I would have wanted to give him because I couldn't give him my full-time attention and everything that I was able to give to EB yeah. because it was split. Yeah. And that's such a tough thing because you feel like you have to pick favorites and that's not what it is. You just can't have the bandwidth or don't have the bandwidth to be able to address two things at the same time. Like you can't right. be in two places at the same time. And, and a logistical example of that is you're driving in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. You've got the crying baby because the baby is hungry. It's literal hunger. Mm -hmm. And I know as soon as I feed the baby, he'll be fine. He'll stop crying. Mm -hmm. Super easy to meet. But now I have a, the baby crying is making my toddler feel upset and anxiety. And she's learning how to adjust to the baby crying all the time. It's making her feel distressed. Yeah. And so she starts screaming. Also, now I have two babies in the car crying. So I'm trying to think through when I get home, what's my line of action? Who do I get out first? Right. We have lunch, and so I need to feed the toddler regular food. I also need to nurse the baby. However, nursing the baby makes sets the toddler off more because mm-hmm. Evie doesn't want me to be holding Jude. She wants me to be holding her. Right. So I have to think through, who am I going to set up first, and how am I going to get this situation under control so that both needs are met and both children are right. have stopped crying, you know? That's why... That's why, yeah, I think children are not made for cars. Yeah. yeah, it's a very stressful situation. And you have to leave one of them crying for a bit of time, which is yeah. hard because I wasn't, that was a new experience for me because with yeah. Evie, again, she, there's a need, I'm able to meet it. I think, though, too, not to just 
brush away this because that's super uncomfortable right like if you're yeah. hearing that, like, oh it took God. me a while to adjust to that yeah and even just listen to it i was like wow that's, that's really really difficult i think one of the things that i would say to the person that asked us yeah is that you giving your oldest a sibling is like one of the greatest gifts that you could give to them because even like now even as early as him being nine months now our, our son we were already seeing the fruit of what it's like to have a younger brother yeah. and how evie has shifted and being able to share and being yeah. able to help and man i see it in judah as well where he's just so enamored by evie every time he sees her yeah he and, loves her and how much he just is so excited to like interact with her when she plays with him yeah Th those are so fulfilling things and being able to see as a parent where these decisions that you've had to make leading up to where we're at today i think we're seeing the effects of that in a sense of now they're seeing like the relational interaction that they've had with each other yeah as a fruit of having another sibling right. like, having to share and while it's so difficult, I, I think it's like so cool to be able to see that yeah, for with sure. our kids because, you know, I'm sure Evie would have been so different had she not had a yeah. younger brother at this age. And also, I'm really thankful that they will have each other in life. Yeah. Far longer. I mean, you know, I'm, I pray our children outlive us, yeah. you know, and they will have each other. Right. You know, and so I'm really, really thankful for that. And... Yeah. I think another thing too, that's kind of tricky in answering that question is also the age gap mm. of your child. So right. Evie and Jude were, I think two years, two months. Six months apart. Yep. It's six months. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and so that, she was going through some different developmental things at right. that stage that just made that difficult for certain reasons. You know, if she were a different age, I don't know what those things, yeah. you know, would have been. And so it was the onset of tantrums and f experiencing emotions and not really being able to ver verbalize them, learning to express how she was feeling, learning how to cope with how she was feeling. And then we, you know, bring a, a baby into her world who's, yeah. who's not leaving, you know. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. And so. She had to go through that, those developments right. with this massive adjustment. And she was very attached to me again, because in COVID, I mean, I spent 24 seven with that girl. The time that we were with Jude in the hospital was the longest I was ever away from that girl. And so her adjusting to now being more with you yeah, and Jude being more with me at first, right. that, that was a big adjustment for Evie. And it mm -hmm. was for me too, emotionally, you know, yeah. she and I had to go through a difference in our relationship. And so, you know, maybe another piece of advice I would say is I knew, oof, I felt like I was not losing relationship with her, but there were so many times where you would take her out and go do all the fun things. And yeah. here I am still healing, right. trying to get my revenge travel and, you know, right. not wanting to be away and miss out on the fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, doing all the newborn care stuff. Right. And I had to mentally tell myself over and over, allow him and her. Yeah to have this time together because this is what she needs. I needed to be okay with, you know, my desire from Evie to still like prefer me and want to be with me. Right. 
and have that closeness with her, I had to let that go in that time because it was what was best for her. Yeah. She, she needed that attention from you and I just could not give it to her at that time. Yeah, and I'm glad you did because we went strawberry picking that one time and I'll always remember that with yeah. her and, and we had just such a blast and yeah, it's definitely deepened our relationship Yeah, just because in part because of the sheer time we've had. Right to spend like how much more time we've had to spend yeah. she and I. And yeah. so, yeah. And, and I had to allow that, you know what I mean? Like I had to be okay with that. And yeah. so I think that's another piece of advice I would give. It's just the relationship between, you know, mama and her baby is going to change because there's another baby right. and that's really hard. And I think another thing is not over expecting from your firstborn. And so another thing I saw very early on was, you know, I was having a really hard time coping with now when I'm with the two of them alone, I'm outnumbered. So, you know, I've only got so much of me to go around and logistically, how do I finagle this of getting, you know, this person in first or out first, or how do I do things? And I think I easily saw myself over expecting from her to be helpful, but then also in ways that were probably not you know, she's still a baby too. I need to let her be a baby too, you know, but then also to not make the situation harder. And so I had placed this like emotional expectation on her as well of like Evie brothers crying. Don't start crying. Right. You know, or like the baby's sleeping. Don't, don't wake the baby up. You know, I placed all this expectation on her because I was frantically trying to figure out how to deal with this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, coming off of you know hormones and all this stuff and so I was I was having a hard time dealing with that emotionally and kind of projecting that on her to kind of keep things calm for me yeah and I had to recognize very early on she is not responsible for my well-being she is not responsible for my emotional well-being she is allowed to not be okay with this just as much as I'm not like I'm having a hard time with it. Yeah. She's allowed to be a baby. She's allowed to have bad days. She's allowed to hear Judah screaming and lose her mind because I feel like I want to lose my mind, you know? Right. And I'm expecting her to operate the same way I was so that I didn't feel like I wanted to lose it too, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I had to just let her be a baby still in many ways. Yeah. So there you have it. I think uh, the principle that I think I want to go back to is you know, making sure that you're aware of letting what's descriptive of others become prescriptive of yours and that every situation, I guess, is unique in going from one to two. But hopefully this was helpful to the person that I asked this mm-hmm. with what it was like for us yeah. in our personal experience. And, you know, I, I hope there was one or two things that they were able to pick up from it. Mm-hmm. Any parting words? Your baby's going to be a giant when that other baby comes home. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like, why are you so big? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, that's my last thought. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with the Tares. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honors underscore dot com slash table talks to let us know. And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support. All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table.